I'm feeling a strong energetic shift in myself, in my body, emotionally, spiritually, unschooling, self-directed, like all of that shit ties into it, right? So I'm feeling today like there's this shift from moving beyond saying it. There's a shift of moving beyond believing it. Like I'm feeling that shit and it's happening. Documenting this shift and really sharing the behind the scenes, not just tactical pieces of entrepreneurship, but the spiritual work that I'm going through as I navigate this space. There are a few things that I have learned about freedom. I'll share four of them. Telling the truth is a form of freedom. That's one. Two, acknowledging our own shitty choices is a form of freedom. Three, grace for others and ourselves can fuel freedom. And four, and this is a quote from my sister in Hill Larson. Recounting an experience is a different than telling the truth about it. So this season, we're going to be talking a lot about freedom and truth and trust. And those are all spiritual elements. They can be logistical. They can be practical. They can also be spiritual. And we're going to be talking a lot about the intersection of spirituality and self-directed education. This season, FOFC still stands for Fair of the Free Child, but I also invite you to think about it as facing our freedom calling. This is intended to give you a feel for what we'll be getting into this season. This season is unique in that we are focused on a few specific people and their detailed experiences with self-directed education, specifically with a focus on the spiritual and self-care components of this work. In addition to hearing from Fatima Mukadam and me, You'll also be hearing quite a bit from Chame Morales-James. You'll be hearing some from Vanessa Milano. And you'll be hearing some from Dr. Crystal Menzies. This is a teaser episode so that you just get in the real and the raw with some light editing. Enjoy. But for a long time, I wouldn't even touch dough. I would not make bread, roti, anything because I hated that icky, sticky feeling. <laughs> I I never walked on the beach before we left to go travel. Mm-hmm. I was 30 odd and I would not walk on the beach without tackies, closed shoes. The sand was not allowed to touch my toes. Wow. If we go into the beach, Nasi would carry me on his back. He would sit down a chair and then he would put me down. <laughs> That's how I saw the beach. 
crazy. Now I love the sand in my toes. Yeah. It's like my my safety, my my good place, my good feel place. What changed? Life. When when we were traveling, I mean, there was just no option. Mm. It was hot in India. You had to wear sandals everywhere you walked. There was cow poop. It was like, what were you going to (laughs) do? So you just had to get in the mess one day. Okay, so one day, actually, we went to a museum and I stepped in cow poop with like a brand new shoe that I had just bought before we left because it was comfortable. <laughs> but like this, it was a plastic shoe, like, you know, those plastic leather, yeah, leather shoes, yeah. that, like, like, like Crocs, right? So yep. they're like really easy to clean. You just dip them in the water and it's like, it's good to go again. And as he washed it off everything, he sprayed sanitizer on it and he wanted to put it back on my foot. And I looked at him and I said, are you crazy? <laughs> he had to carry me on his back where to find another place to buy shoes and he had to toss those in the boat and after that I thought to myself but damn you ridiculous girl are you going to go through life like this you're traveling you have low budget you cannot be a snob anymore you need to just get your act together and then we went to Goa and we were walking to the beach and the sand was everywhere and I was like and I just braved it and then I felt the, the sand and I was like this is so nice I just want to be there all the time just this story is a whole thing because I, the same way I'm relating to it and connecting it to so many things outside of just shoes and outside of just sand. So will so many other people. Like you said in your, in your one episode, um, the one I was listening to today, um, she made, she made, first episode that you guys did a recording of and you said to her, I wear fear like a full-on armor suit yeah and that was me for a long long time long time yeah. it wasn't just like one well, scared okay let me try oh no it was like a big no no I said no you want me to go you carry me put the chair down don't let it touch me you know it was that big no big fear like heavy clad yeah yeah and that's why I, I like laugh or scoff when people are like oh you're so brave you know you all that whatever things (laughs) it's never about the absence of fear it's my Mm. relationship with myself and the fear and sometimes that causes the fear to dissipate like when I wasn't afraid of the dark anymore and other times it's not that it dissipates it's just that I'm not focused on it I pull my hand out it's there I can Mm. sense it and I, okay, I can sense it just like I can sense lots of other things. It's, it's just not in control. And for me, yeah. that's empowering because the idea of getting rid of it completely, while that might be empowering to some, it, it's not to me. It isn't mm. to me. But what is, is like, oh, this is something I put on. I could just take this shit off. I could at least take the top off, bruh, like so that I can take a full breath in my belly. Yeah. And I might still have it on my legs. <laughs> that That's just reminding me of that whole, the journaling process and not glossing over because you're too scared to dive deep, but to like through is the path. Not yeah. Over. Yeah. Yeah. What's an example of how that looked for you to go through, not over in, in journaling? Was it about, thinking more about what you and feeling through what you were going to write before you wrote it down? Or was it like, did you have a, a practice journal and then your actual like journal? What, what did that look like? What's an example, if you can think of one? What I noticed in like certain times when I was journaling was 
I was afraid to actually say the things, like acknowledge it to my own self. Mm. And and that was the block. So then you like journal all the pretty stuff. Then you do the whole, dear diary, today, da, 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 da. like, <laughs> what even is that? Like, you know, <laughs> and then I started realizing that those things happen when there's really deep stuff that I can't get to grips with because either I have to acknowledge that I've done something and I have to take accountability for it. And that is a huge thing for me because my entire life being blamed for everything that went wrong, taking accountability when something is wrong is like a huge, like a big boulder. You just can't, you just can't, you can't even say it to yourself. And it's heavy, heavy, heavy. And so one day when you sit down with yourself and you go like, you actually just need to stop all the shit that you're doing because it is you. And then you're like, whoa. And it's like a slap in the face. It's like a punch in the gut. It's horrific. Days on end crying, crying, crying because, because you know it's you. And you have to accept that it's you. But it's like such a through thing because it's dark. It's like you're alone, scared. It's it's just it's everything that you can't imagine. Like you don't know that you're going to see the light of day tomorrow. It's just crazy. And you're cold up and you don't want to eat. You don't want to sleep. But you're tired. But you're, it's, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's the worst ever. But when you come out on the outside of that and then you're like, okay, okay, I survived it. So the next time it shouldn't be so bad, but then it happens again. And it is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it is so bad. Facing the toxic parts of ourselves, the shadow selves, it's scary because you don't expect that to be you. But then yeah. that's where the grace comes in. Eventually the grace comes in and you realize that, okay, but you didn't know better. Now you know better. So yeah. how do we change? Yes. And, and that doing better is gradual. Doing better doesn't right? mean the very next time, no. which was why the grace is so important again, right? So important. So, so important. And when I learned to show myself grace, that walking through the murky waters and shadows and the acknowledging that, yes, I'm, I'm a shitty person sometimes because I don't think when I speak and I, you know, I say things that can be hurtful, even though I think I'm saying the truth, it's not necessary. That's right. It's not necessary. So then I started becoming more present when I speak. So instead of just, duh, 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 it's no longer bullets. You don't have to shoot bullets. You're not protecting yourself anymore. I see. Yeah. Really, really, really powerful stuff. Even the idea of like, I'm a shitty person sometimes. And even though I don't mean it, and even though, they responded in a way that just like made it even worse. And it's like all these things. It's like, yeah, both of those things can be true. They said a mm -hmm. shitty thing, but then I chose a shitty thing right back. And as you said, I chose it from a place of like protecting myself. And that can often be like how we protect ourselves is often a thing we discover, not necessarily something that we actively consciously, no. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And noticing that about myself makes it easier for me to notice or even suppose or suspect that when other people respond to me a certain way too. you know, especially the girls where I'm like, oh, 
that sometimes they still protect themselves from things that I don't do anymore and haven't done for years. But the mm. imprint of that is just not gone. So they're defensive. And I, Marley and I had an argument the other day and that came up where I was like, Mar, you, you have a story of me that used to be true, but it's not true anymore. So is it possible that what you're saying now that I did is based on like how you felt and not necessarily where I was coming from? <laughs> and so I, so I let it go there. I didn't need her to apologize and how I tend to want to like, talk about it again and be like, okay, Mar, I apologize. Do you apologize? <laughs> but that's not her way. Her way is similar to Chris, where it's like when we are seeing each other again, she's warm. She's, oh, did you need something? I'm making pancakes. Do you want some? Like, it's mm -hmm. like, whereas I used to make that not okay. I'm like, no, we need to talk about it again. And I, I want to hear it and I want to say it. And it's like, bro, that's not everybody's way. That's not, I used to, and Chris is so similar. And I used to be like, it feels like you're avoiding the thing. And he's like, huh? To him, it never occurred to him. He's like that he was showing care. He, he was operating from the space of this is what happened. But I was just in my bag of like, yeah, nah, I'm a talker. I want to talk it out. I want to feel like we're on one accord and I actually might even want to record it, you know? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. We're not doing none of that. <laughs> But that's because, like, our astrology is very focused on justice. And that is, I find it with a lot of people who are under the Liberan star sign. Unfortunately, justice is huge for us, and which is why you'll find that a lot of us just, we just say things because that's the truth. <laughs> like, we don't, to us, it's not a pain point. If what we say in the truth, how can it be wrong? Get out my life, Fatima, right justice. now. Stop. <laughs> yes. 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 And Do yet, not read me today. I cannot handle it. <laughs> we have to discern. We're dealing with other people and where they're at. We've got to meet them. And we can't just shoot arrows of justice. We have to put candy on it and say, hey, so by the way, <laughs> those were all things I had to learn. And I only started learning them now. Yeah. I only started learning them now. It is about grace and it's about accountability. Um, and it's about truth, right? Like, because truth shifts. The truth of what I was talking about were in my 20s and I was like, that is not the truth now because I am different. I know different. I know better. I know different. I know mm -hmm. deeper. <laughs> I know more vastly. So it's not that it wasn't true then. It was just like the placement of it. It was like a truth bullet. And as he said, it's like, do I actually need to be firing these shots? Is that how mm -hmm. I actually want to get across the thing? Do I need to be the the savior, the self-imposed savior of like, you need to blah, 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 blah. No, yeah. not anymore. Not anymore. There was a time when I needed to do that. But that's not, that's not now. Mm-mm. And, and when I notice my bratty ways where I'm right and I know I'm right because I have facts to back it up. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but what made it worse is that the, the females in my father's family are very much like that as much as the males are very academic um, inclined. 
very studious, very factual based, you know, but our, our interpersonal communication skills are shit. <laughs> Absolute shit. Nobody yep. can say stuff for what it is in front yep. of each other. Not everybody can throw sarcasm and cross cards and all the way, mm-hmm. all the way. Because that's what and happens. Snark it. is the solution when you're not actually yeah. caring about the feelings. You're just caring about the point. Like, this is mm-hmm. my point. If you would understand my point, then you wouldn't have a problem. It's yeah. like, ma'am, that is not how that works. It's, yeah, I would say the same across some elements of of my family. And it's like, the, if it's well articulated, then it is so. Whether they're right or wrong, whether you agree or not. And that's a lot of noticing for me. And my like my current noticing that I'm processing now is with regards to repair. Because mm. for me, that's a big thing. Going back and saying, listen, I reacted and that was wrong. But then what now? I don't know how to get past that point. I'm at the point where I can say, look, I, I did wrong. Yeah. I can accept. I can take accountability for my shitty behavior. But yeah. then what next? And I don't think because... you have to know what next. I don't. I think that, mm. again, just going back to trusting the pieces, you know, like that sliver of the moon, it it is it is enough. That's the part that you can do. You can only do the part that you recognize. That That is the only space that you can do something from. And the doing is to yeah. say that, to be like, yes, Tasneem, when I such and such, I had this idea of what mother daughter look like. And I was really like holding you to that despite, you know, any awareness of what you actually wanted. And then when you did this, it made me feel like this. And I blame, I am so sorry about that. And I'm recognizing that, that and I want you to know that that's mm. major doing. And that's your part because- from there, then the other person, whoever that other person is, that can live in them. And then we can honor mm-hmm. what they choose, whether they're like, I don't trust it yet. Like how the girls can be sometimes with me, where it's like, I don't trust it yet. And I'm like, I get why. Mm-hmm. And then there are other things that they're completely like, bro, that's all the fuck I wanted you to say. I didn't even know that you mm-hmm. noticed that you were doing that. And I'm glad that you do. And then I invite them to let me know. And they do when I do it again, because I do, you know, but it like the repair is then easier because it's like, oh, they don't have to create this whole campaign, pull up a whole legal defense so that I can yeah. actually listen, which is what it used to be. Now it's just like, no, I believe you. If you feel like that, I believe you. And I don't want that. And I'm sorry. That's it. Mm. We don't we don't have to do anything else. Just like how we didn't have to tell mm. the truth because it was the truth. We also don't need to to solve the thing. We cannot. We can take accountability mm. for our part and believe people when they say how we how they feel as a result of how we are. And and then work through that because even that is its own work. We're not going to accept everything. Everything isn't actually, yeah, that was my fault. There might be things they say that, you know, feel like our fault to them or we're like, mm, I don't see that that way. But then we get to be with that. That's so so my thinking was like the, the apology doesn't remove the harm. So how do you move into the space of trust and safety again? Do you just give it time? Does it just morph in its own way? Into yeah, that? that's that like, savoring thing again, that... I love this term, like developing a saver complex, not a savior one, because trying to 
fix it now is a mm-hmm. type of saving, which is very similar to what we were trying to do before when we were telling the truth. That's just the truth. Mm-hmm. We're not saving, we're savoring. It's like, I trust because it's not an apology to remove anything. That's not where we're coming from. It's to acknowledge and take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we can say that. We can say that as a, you know, an aspect of repair to say, I do apologize for this specific thing, like name it as specifically as you can. When you said this and I did like that, and I see that now, and I'm really sorry about mm-hmm. that. And I, I wanted you to know that I see that and that I am going to continue to work on that and that I might need you to let me know when I'm back in that bag again. I want you yeah. to be able to do that. Can you trust to, to let me know? Can I ask you mm-hmm. to let me know? That's given them something to do. That's given you something to do. And that's plenty. We, we don't have all the answers. Okay. Mm, that feels good. Yeah, because they'll tell us. They'll tell us what, what is needed. And that's partnership because then we can trust that. And then when mm. we don't trust it or don't agree, then we develop some tools for that too because that certainly happens too where I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't, not that part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to process, right? It's like a lifetime of being in these systems. And the only way to really feel through it is to have the chance to, to pause. We may come back with another teaser episode, or the next announcement might be that the season is ready. Let's see how we flow in. In the meantime, as always, you can head over to RaisingFreePeople.com using that voice memo app on the right side of the site to give us your feedback, your insights, your I want to hear this about this season. 